Hey everyone, Mario Barecki here, and I am known as the Conversation Guy. I'm also the founder of MediaMar, and at MediaMar, we help thought leaders craft and distribute conversations that convert. I believe everything starts with a conversation. I believe conversations are the most powerful way to create connections, to create relationships, and to create opportunities with each other. So everything has a basis in conversation. And on this podcast that you're about to listen to, I'm going to have 10-minute conversations with thought leaders to do just that, create relationships, create opportunity, but more importantly, to convey value, value from them and their perspective and how they operate on a daily basis, and to really tell a story that can bring some value and positivity, tips, tricks, ideas, what have you, to your life to make it better. So sit back, relax, buckle in. It's going to be a wild ride. I know those things don't quite go together. Sit back, relax, and buckle in. But it's going to be a lot of fun, and we're going to get the conversation started right now. And as always, don't forget, if you like what you hear, please rate and review our podcast. It is my honor and privilege to bring back onto the line... Chris Muroff. He is an author, speaker, and entrepreneur. He has made a career of testing new leadership ideas to see what works and what doesn't in service-oriented leadership. What he has gleaned from his research has helped him build a fast-growing organization with a diverse and engaged workforce that understands the mission of his organization and their place in it. His business, Alignment Leadership Consulting, exists to teach leaders how they too can boldly pursue a workplace culture that prioritizes employee fulfillment. You can find more about him at alignleadthrive.com, also at chrismuroff.com, and across all social media, those links you can grab in the show notes. Chris, welcome back. Yeah, glad to be here. It's great to have you back. We had such a great conversation in the last episode talking about you know alignment leadership and your align, lead, thrive, those three phases of doing that. But what I really want to talk to you about now, after as we went through that, we've established that you actively use this within your organizations. You empower your employees. You're seeing great results. I want to go back to the beginning and let's talk about your journey a little bit of how you decided to step into being a business owner and some of the things that happened to get you to where you are today. Because I really believe that you know we were all nobody before we were somebody. And so what did that journey look like to you from beginning to where you are today? Yeah, well... Uh, you know, I'd, I'd love to be able to paint this picture of process by which it, it, there was this evolution and all of a sudden there was this arrival um, date and time. Uh, the reality is, and I think this is true for probably most people, my journey was through a consistent set of failures, not only as a leader, but even just personally and understanding um, who I was and, and what I wanted. And it wasn't until, you know, really the last four or five years that regardless of success or failure of business, my my value uh, became, for me, wrapped into those relationships that I had created. And so that's really the, the place I'd start is understanding that no matter where you are in this journey, what you've accomplished to date, that we as, as human beings, we just have intrinsic value. And what that does for me is it gives me permission to go live out loud in a way that allows that value to be seen and felt by other people. I think so many people live under the shadow that they don't have anything to contribute or they have to learn information um, in order to be uh, valuable. And that's just not true. We, we have that already in us, and we just need to apply that value in very specific ways um, in order to see that greatness show up. And the reality for me was applying that value 
when in the in the early days, I really didn't even understand or believe in that value. But my parents really instilled this idea of value in my life. I'm so thankful that I had amazing parents who taught me early on that it wasn't about my grades, it wasn't about my clothes, it wasn't about uh, you know what sports I played or what instruments or if I could sing. My, my value resided in me no matter what. So I, I lay a lot of my success at at their feet by really building that in me uh, to understand. But it, it still is easy in society to set those things aside and to really focus on um, what I do gives me value. And that's just not true. And so for me, the journey uh, had to come through a lot of failures. Um, and this idea of failing and learning, I think in the bio you you uh, were talking about, we, I've tested out leadership ideas. That's a really nice way of saying I really sucked at leading for a long time because it was out of... Um, this idea that I needed to be the most confident person in the room. Uh, I needed to uh, be the, the, the one with all the ideas. I need to be the smartest person in the room. Um, and man, that, that was a lot of failing to figure out that I actually will be successful when everyone else feels like they're the smartest person in the room. So my journey is through just a lot of failures. That that's such a huge what you just said there. That I think I just want to highlight that for a minute because what I've found is when you look at the best leaders, when you look at the most successful people, whatever your definition of success is, when you look at the people that are at the top there, usually when you look at how they operate and what they do, the, their focus is what you said on everyone else around them. It's on the other people, taking care of the other people, helping the other people discover things about themselves, helping the other people find their fulfillment, do their job better. When we tend to look at the people that, you know, like the Jeff Bezos and the Steve Jobs and these people that we look at that were uber successful, we see them from this outer lens and we think it's all about them because our focus is on them and them being the CEO or the leader of the company. But when in fact, if you go into the, if you go into the central workings, they're all about everyone around them. Would you agree with that? Yeah. And then, you know, you've got people who that wasn't the case for their entire career. I think of Steve Jobs, and he he really struggled with this concept. In fact, he got kicked out of his own business um, uh, and then brought back in, I think, once he started to learn um, that it was really about other people. So I, I do think that there's an element in all leaders, all all great leaders, all good leaders that completely understand that they are not more important than anyone else in the organization, um, that their role is as important as everyone else's. And uh, it's our job to find and bring about other people's greatness. Yeah. And even if, you know, as a leader, you can do the job or do the, the, the work that everyone does around you, you just can't. I mean, you might be able no. to execute it in, in one at one time at one place, but if you build a business that is serving a lot of people and making an impact, you need those other people around you. You may be able to orchestrate them in such a way that gets the most out of them or help facilitate that, but you can't we can't if we we can't do everything on our own, right? No, I tried. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I and I couldn't. And so, yeah, in any given moment, I challenge my leaders with this concept. Um, in any given moment, you're either looking for the greatness in others or you're looking for the greatness in yourself, but you can't do both. That's very profound. And I think that looking for the greatness in others will help the greatness in you be more pronounced. That's exactly right. Yeah. So it's that's really cool. And I want you to talk for a minute, if you don't mind, 
about your podcast, which just recently launched this year called Excellent Failures. I love the title, by the way. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. So Excellent Failures comes from this concept that I've been talking about for the last 10 years in our organization, which is um, I reward excellent failures and I punish mediocre success. Um, I am about failing to learn. Learning is the lifeblood of uh, my organizations. It, it's what continues to teach us what our employees and what our clients desperately need. Um, and so um, without failing, we have no ability, or if we try to live like we don't want to fail, which a lot of people do, um, or organizations do, then, we have, then we're basically giving up on learning. And our clients and our employees, they deserve us to be brave enough to fail um, in a in a really spectacular way. And so the podcast is really talking about um, the last 10 years of my excellent failures in leadership and what that looked like, real stories with real people um, and identifying what was learned through those failures. Do you believe in failure? Do you believe it's a real thing? I believe that the concept that a lot of people ide- uh, they, they think about with failure doesn't exist. I think of failure as literally learning. I, I tell my people all the time, in life, if I fail more than you, I win. And so this concept of failing um, that the world puts out there, this trying to avoid uh, failing, I, I don't think that exists. To me, failure, the real failure is quitting. Um, everything else um, is this uh, concept of learning. I agree 110%. And I've had this discussion on the show many, many times where, you know, I've failed a lot in my journey over the last 10 years of being an entrepreneur. I've tried lots of different things and people will look from the outside and go, well, that didn't work. That didn't work. That didn't work. You, you failed a bunch. And I said, well, look, it's not that I failed. It's just that, you know, God's idea and my idea were different. His ideas are better than mine, but I needed a skill. So I needed to go fail so that I could learn something. And when I learned that it's not a failure because I needed to go do that. So I could take that, put it in my tool belt and use it for the next thing. You got it. And there's a timeline too. I, and I'm, so people say, man, you have such a high risk tolerance. Um, and I know what they mean um, because with money, I have a really high risk tolerance. Um, but with time, I have an extremely low risk tolerance. And so the way to take advantage of my time is to fail and fail often. I need to learn and learn quickly. Uh, what I don't want to do is plan something out for the next six months only to find out that, that it was a failed plan from inception. I want to find that out on day two, um, not day 180. So for me, I have a low risk tolerance of time. Um, That's the one commodity in life I can never remake. Um, I can't go make more money. I can go make more, um, but time I don't. So I have a low risk tolerance of time, and that's what pushes me forward to fail today rather than failing tomorrow. How do you know when it's time to walk away from something? When you start something and, you know, because there's that line when you realize I've taken what I've learned, what I needed to learn. I found what I needed to find. This served its purpose. How do you know? Because I see so many people that are banging their heads up against the wall, trying to make something from something. And it's almost from an egoic standpoint. How do you know when you've failed quote unquote failed, and it's time to take what you've learned, use that and move on to the next thing? Yeah, that is a great question. And it's one that is easier for me now than it was uh, five years ago when I would really go it alone. Um, Now I have the counsel of uh, mentors, of my partners that 
we can, again, I have to humble myself to that council and understand the ramifications of what going forward uh, will mean to not only me, but our organizations and to um, those that I care about. So it's really in the council of others. And you've got to build that community so that there can be some accountability. The reality is it's not healthy to just be the boss of everything. Um, you need to be, you need to find people that you're submissive to. Um, and that really allows you to see things uh, in, in, in the reality rather than through your own ego or your own optimism. Great. That's great advice right there. Find other people to be. And I, I really believe that as a leader, you always should have people that are your, that are mentors, you know, that, cause you're, you're still learning as well. If you as a leader think, you know, the minute you think you know everything and you stop trying to get better and you stop trying to grow, that's going to spread that energy throughout your organization. And then that's not a good thing. That's right. So, well, Chris, thank you so much for being here over the past couple of episodes. I've learned so much. Um, it was just great having these conversations. I can't wait to have you back on soon. I want to remind people to find you at alignleadthrive.com. Also, chrismuroff.com is your website where people can find you. And also, Excellent Failures is your podcast. Subscribe to that. Check that out across all the platforms where you listen to your podcast and be on the lookout for his book, the first of three, all focused on alignment in his uh, three phases of alignment leadership. Chris, again, thank you so much. This has been fantastic, and I can't wait to speak with you again real soon. Thanks for having me on. Hey, everyone. I want to sincerely thank you for listening to the podcast. It really means a lot to me. Conversations are what I thrive on. It's something that I believe is so important for each and every one of us to have conversations that matter, to have conversations that connect us, to create relationships with each other. So the conversation that I have with the guests that are on the show, the conversations that the guests and I create to have with you are equally important and a great way for you to have conversations with us is to rate and review the podcast. So if you could go to Apple Podcasts, go to wherever you listen to your podcasts and rate and review this, it is much appreciated. And you can always find us at MediaMario.com. If you go to MediaMario.com, you can find all the things there. If you want to connect with the guests that I had on today or guests that I've had on the show in the past, you can go to MediaMario.com and get their information. If you want to connect with me and have a conversation with me, I welcome that. All my social links everywhere that you can find me all over the web is at MediaMario.com. So go there, visit us, connect with us. I'd love to have conversations with you. I hope you found value in today's show, and I can't wait to bring you the next conversation on the next episode of The Conversation Guy. Until then, have a wonderful day, and we'll talk to you real soon.